0: Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex.
1: Today we're talking about being a tourist in Germany because, you know, Jeff, you and I, we've lived here for a long time now. I kind of forget what it's like to be a tourist. Yeah. So we have a really, really fantastic, well-traveled guest today uh, who's been all around the country, all around the world, and he'll be talking to us about uh, some do's and don'ts, what what it's like to be a tourist in this
0: beautiful country that we call home exactly because we're always giving tips for people to live in germany but here's some more tips focused on just what if you just want to you don't want to live in germany you're just want to visit for a week you just want to travel so uh here they are we'll let you know who it is in just a moment let's go okay thank you all for joining us as per usual this is uh ooh, i think episode 88 88 which is uh not a good number here in germany yeah, we, we won't get into that, but yep. uh, you can Google that all you want. But yes, <laughs> but regardless, it is episode 88. Thank you all you for being here. We're excited. We got a very good guest, um, but you know, we got a lot of talked about. To talk about, we yes, we do. To talk about, sorry. Uh, so we're just gonna dive on in, shall yeah. we? Let's do it.
1: Uh, yeah. So during last week's episode, we mentioned that we had received a mystery box of two bottles of whiskey, and we had no idea who sent these amazing bottles. Mystery box.
0: <laughs> the mystery box. The gift giver has been finally unmasked. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> like, <laughs> like Scooby Doo, <laughs> or it's like what you always see in the news. Uh, unfortunately, in the news, they're talking about that like reality show where people like sing in masks. Oh, so the mask was, singer, was like, yeah. The crow's been unmasked. I'm like, it's oh God, dumb. But, you know, everyone, is, everyone can watch what this they this want. This is way right? more important though. <laughs> this is way
1: more important. So he is actually a friend of the podcast, uh, James, and he has struck again. Yes. He sent us previously those three uh, small bottles that he packaged himself. The tasters. Were, yeah. Those little tasters that were amazing. Uh, You can check those out on the website if you haven't seen them. And uh, he just sent us two more bottles, and we're drinking one of those
0: today, and I'll talk about that shortly. Yeah, so James, you're awesome. I think everyone knows you now because we're mentioning you all the time. True. James, again, you're a legend. But uh, you earned it, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and speaking of people who have earned it. Thank you so much to uh, Mandy79 and Charleston. Charleston was spelled with like a three and kind of weird stuff. I'm assuming it's Charleston. Uh, Thank you so much for your really thoughtful five-star reviews. They uh, they were were really fun to read so happy you guys love the show yeah and a quick note to charleston because he actually wrote in his review he's like oh i wonder if you guys will read this we read it and our fi- <laughs> our fingers are definitely crossed for you our we, thumbs we, are pressed yeah we hope that the covid situation gets better by the spring so that way you can come for your classes that you have booked so the thumbs and fingers are all doing something for you. So they're
1: moving around a lot. Yeah. So yeah, good good luck, Charleston. We hope we hope you can get over here. Absolutely. And also, some new laws in Germany will be coming into effect this month that give more power to consumers in general.
0: Oh, I love that because yeah. uh, I am a consumer. I I, 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 consume. I consume a lot of <laughs> yeah. things,
1: and people listening to this are also consumers because they're consuming our content. Uh, for True. example, for now on, if you don't receive the download speed your internet contract has promised. You're to a discount. That's fantastic, especially because Germany's known for not having the most reliable or best internet.
0: Yeah, but they dig. Like, we both we both have very good download speeds. So it's a myth that you can't get no, good you download totally speeds. and we also have a big
1: city, too. so Yeah.
0: But, but anyways, for example, it's like if, if you pay for 100 megabytes uh, per second download and you only get. 70, uh, you can, you can get an equivalent uh, discount. Say they're charging you 20 euro. Now you could be like, you know what? I I can only pay 12 euro now because you're not giving me the full amount. So it's it's really cool. Yeah. I
1: really wanted the bureaucracy involved in that, but that's really great. And, and this next one, I also really like is for your internet and phone contracts. They won't be as terrifying anymore, <laughs> or like impossible
0: to get out of, which they haven't previously. Yeah, pe- people. I know when I first moved here, I didn't want to get any contracts because I, I heard oh, once, so you, st- once I, you sign into something, you're there for years. And I'm you're, like, you're like signing a,
1: you're like signing like a contract with Lucifer. You're in it forever.
0: I know, and and at that point. I'm only, I don't know how long I'm going to live in Germany. Yeah, Maybe I'm only exactly. here six months. Why? I don't want to sign my life away, you know?
1: But uh, that's going to change the half. Because up until now, you couldn't cancel your contract until like a few months before the end of your contract period. No, no, not that you couldn't. Like, you, ha- you, like, you had you to, You had sorry. to,
0: like, like if you, your thing expires in December, you have to let them know in, what is it, July September, or uh, August, August or whatever, yeah. And then if you didn't do that, it would be automatically renewed for one or even two years, and sometimes the price would go up too because you didn't inform them. So they just jack it up. Yeah. It's absolute bullshit. But now you only need to
1: give one month notice after your contract
0: ends. Yeah. Not Jeff. before like the contract can end. You have to be notified it ends and you have the time to go, Oh, do I want to keep this or can exactly. I? do I want to end this right now? And,
1: and I guess they also need to let you know like when the contract's ending as
0: well. So that's like. That's huge consumer laws for us. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's also just basic stuff that should have existed forever because before they were allowed to basically almost hide the fact that your contract was ending. It was, right. it was up to you a year before to go to your calendar, write it down yeah. and hope you saw that note a year later. You know, exactly. And it's, of course you, by the time you see it, Oh, I was supposed to cancel two months ago. Whoops. I'm stuck with this for another, you know, and, and, and there we go. And then you're
1: stuck for two more years. Luckily they're not incredibly expensive, but it's still, it's still bullshit law. Yeah. So thank
0: God that's changing. Yeah. Um, and speaking of change, change, the new German chancellor, also known as Schultz, Chancellor Schultz. Not official yet, but will be. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. It's as official as, yeah, it's 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 happening. Um, he has announced that he's going to ask the Bundestag to vote on mandatory vaccinations in Germany, and he he wants that vote to happen in December because if it is to be implemented, he wants it implemented by February March. That way it can actually help with this current wave. Interesting. Um, So he wants that vote to happen now, and he change the rules a little where, because normally you have to vote along party lines, but he is allowing people to vote with their hearts if they want to. Uh, they don't have to vote with what the rest of the party uh, votes for, which is the rule usually. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> uh,
1: no, that, that, that's super interesting. Uh, I, I can't imagine it's going to happen not in Germany. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, but he, it's funny because he seemed uh, very uh, like he wants it to happen, you know. And uh, yeah. and and I think uh, he had to talk with Miracle, and her government was also for it as well. So, oh, wow. so I'm not saying it's gonna happen. It's just before I thought it was like no shot in hell, but now it's like mm, might happen. Who knows? But yeah, it's it's. I'm not even gonna get into it. Like yeah, it's it's. I'm not saying I'm for it or against it. It's just um, it might happen. Yeah, but. I would love to talk about it, but we don't have time for it. So uh, <laughs> we're just going to th- throw that big clunk on you and leave that Leave, <laughs> and move on. leave that for you to think about it yourself. Sorry. And,
1: and we're going to move on to just, again, thanking our wonderful listeners for the donations that we have received. They honestly, they help so, so unbelievably much for the show. Um, if you'd like to donate anyone else, you can do so at the bottom of our website. Um, there's a little donate button with PayPal you'll boop, and you can donate if you want to. Oh, if you don't want to, hey. It's a free podcast. We're not telling you to live your life. Yeah, we, we're not having man- mandatory podcast listen sessions. <laughs> no, no.
0: This is uh, this is vol- volunteered, vol- yeah. volunteered listeners. So, and, uh, and those who don't who don't um, donate, we also appreciate you too. I mean, what can I say? The re- you guys are the only reason we're still doing this. And that's not a thing that just everyone said that is just that the, the cold, hard truth of the it all.
1: literal lifeblood of this podcast yeah. is our listeners. So 100%. A- anyways,
0: we'd love to go into that further, but we're pressed for time. So yeah. as you'll notice, we're, f- we're moving things along here. Um, cause uh, we want to have enough time for our guest. And, um, one last thing, send those stories guys, you know, uh, as we mentioned, we want to do a, a episode with stories from, uh, Funny travel experiences, things about living abroad, or maybe you met a foreigner in the US, uh, just funny stories that have an international flair. Or interesting uh, stories. In- It'll be funny. No, we don't need the story of you going to the store like to buy food. Like you know what I'm saying, like has to be international. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep them travel related, um, but yeah, send those in, guys. You know, just it doesn't have to be too long. Just, uh, but we would love them because um, we enjoyed we just enjoy reading them. So uh, exactly. So and, uh,
1: anyways, um, we're gonna move right on to the whiskey review, Jeff. Again, thanks to James for this whiskey, and this what, is, it, what is James? Slide our way this time. James sent us some Jameson. Now this is not the normal Jameson. We've had a few Jameson on the show before. I think like three. But each different one is kinds. different. Don't worry. And We're not, one's very not reviewing the same bottle over we and over. We are not. This is the Jameson Black Barrel, charred for a rich, smooth taste, triple distilled Irish whiskey.
0: Now I am excited because I have seen this one around a lot because I know um, it's yeah. it's not like an eighty euro. I forget how much it is, but it's it was it's always a very a fairly priced. Um, bottle and you just see it around a lot and I've, I've heard good things so I'm excited. Yeah and it's,
1: it's you know it's different than regular Jameson so I'm excited for this yeah. and we actually have a good hopefully a good pop today. It's been a while since we had a pop. So well last time it wasn't it was just a twisties, twist, it was a metal twist. Yeah. It's awful. That's like three episodes
0: something like, oh here we go. Ready? Oh I missed that baby. I heard the metal just echoing inside of the microphone <laughs> man. <laughs> okay, whoa but whoa There you go. I'm not getting better at this, anymore. No. <laughs> you keep saying you're doing it better, but then you always end up giving yourself well, a huge one.
1: You, you think after uh, 88 episodes, I'd be good at pouring whiskey, but clearly I, the, I'm The not. problem is
0: you're also, you're talking as you're pouring. That's probably That's not how, Like you, you cannot focus on actually pouring, so. I think bust memory. Well, I guess I'm,
1: I'm consistently mm, It smells good. Ones. Smell it. Ooh, it. does smell nice. Cheers. It smells pretty like
0: Jameson, actually. Yeah. All right. Ooh. It's kind of like a spicier jameson is that just me yeah no like it, a little bit like a, a little bit of a spicy it's got a little extra it's not super different than regular ooh, jameson but it has definitely more of a spice to it and the burn is a little bit lasting but i can feel it slowly going down my chest right now yeah, um, it makes me think of like a few colors mainly black mm. yeah it's got that smoothness of a standard jameson but a little something extra that i like it's got a nice flavor to it yeah, yeah. we'll talk more about that later jeff of course because we will be drinking it just
1: throughout the episode as we normally do exactly And before we get started of course everybody uh check out our website it's pretty cool. It's agdwpodcast.com. That's agdwpodcast.com. dot uh, Lots of great content on there. We work hard on it. Usually, we we we, we try. We try. Yeah. We, we do our we you know we, we do our we give it a old college try. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's got it's got the whiskey reviews on there. It's got some extras. It's got all the episodes in there too. If you want to listen to it straight from the source, uh, it's all
0: it's all there. Right. So check that we out. You can go to the extras page. See Alex uh, bleeding from his head. You know, lots of good stuff. Oh, so. that's on there now. Oh yeah
1: great uh also check out our our, our, our podcast check out our podcast sure. <laughs> check out our instagram which is america at americans.in.germany.podcast
0: let's hope it's something close to that uh but yes <laughs> please and, again, everything is on our website so you actually don't need to know any of this the buttons are there so um exactly so thank you anyway and you know um as we mentioned We're really gonna focus on the tourists today. We're always focusing on the expats living in Germany, wanting to move to Germany. This, I think, might be the first time we ever just focused on Somebody just wants to come here for a few days or for a week. We haven't done this yet.
1: So I'm excited to get into it, especially because we have such a fantastic guest to talk about this with, who's like a professional tourist,
0: pretty much. Exactly. He is a professional tourist. And uh, you probably have heard of him if if you have any interest in Germany, and I think you do. Today, our guest is Mark Walters, who is the host of Walter's World. Walter's World. Um, And this is a podcast I've been watching for years. Um, When I first moved here, I really enjoyed watching them because I could really relate to the situations he was going through right yeah yeah because at that point i even though i lived there i still it was like only a year before i was a tourist in germany so you're um, not alone so anyways um this guy um literally just travels the world all year round so he is the best person to look at germany from a tourist perspective so he's going to give some great tips about being in deutschland well
1: stop making me wait jeff let's get to it
0: let's let's talk to let's talk to mark let's 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 go from walter's world Our guest today is Mark Walters, and he's what you could call a professional tourist. He has lived and taught students all over the world, and as you all may know, for over a decade, he has been the host of the ever-popular YouTube channel, Walter's World, which of course is the best place to find travel tips that will absolutely improve your vacation. Thank you so much, Walter. Sorry, thank you so much, Mark, (laughs) for joining. Sorry, I just said Walter's World too many times, so it got stuck there.
2: It happens. Nice to be on, Jeff and Alex. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Excited to. Excited. I'm really excited to talk to you because uh, we 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 kind of talk about more of the living in Germany aspects. So we're excited to hear kind of from a different perspective because you know it's been a while. So let's start off. When did your love for travel begin?
2: I think my love for travel. It it sounds weird, but it wasn't me traveling. I think but the first inkling was my grandfather. He had retired and he traveled all over the U.S. as a, like a a traveling minister oh wow i'm helping this church out for two weeks in california three weeks in ohio two weeks in maine and he'd always send us postcards and i think that got me like kind of like oh that's kind of cool all these different places around the world um but i know like what first got me really going was uh, i met a girl from south africa and she talked me into trying to study abroad oh yeah studying abroad two times in high school two times for my undergrad did my master's abroad my phd abroad Worked abroad for a lot of time. So, oh, wow. A very impactful conversation that, that, that the girl from South Africa had. So,
1: did, did you study at all in the States?
2: Yeah, no, I did <laughs> in the States. And then uh, I, did, I did my undergrad in the US, but I did study abroad twice in college. And then I did my master's abroad and my PhD abroad.
0: Wow. Beautiful. I mean, it's funny how one moment, one conversation can push you into a, you know, a direction that, a different realm. you know, that, that you think maybe is going to last a few months, but it lasts a lifetime basically.
2: Yeah, no, it, it was funny because I mean, we, her and I were friends in high school and honestly now I remember her name was Priscilla and she was from South Africa and that's all I remember. <laughs> it's amazing how it just a one-off conversation in a hallway of, Hey, you know, you should try studying study abroad for a summer or something like that. See if you like it. And it completely changed my world because my whole thought was like, oh, I'm going to stay in Illinois. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be, you know, and then all of a sudden like the world opened up. And it was it's it's one of those things that you might not realize that you can have a huge impact on somebody's life. But one conversation can really put people on a different path
1: for, for sure. This is something that we that we try to talk about, like in a, a fair amount in our show, that it's really important to keep the open mind. And you never know when that one little conversation, that one person, that one billboard you might see could literally just change your whole life. For the better, or if not for the better, at least they'll just change it, and you could try something new.
2: Yeah, and that's just it. And if you're open to it, I know I ended up like I thought I might want to try out teaching at one time, and then <laughs> I saw this volunteer teaching position in Lithuania. I'm like, why not? Yeah, well, why the hell not? <laughs> I was one of the ranked one of the top fifty business professors in the world. Oh wow! It's like I was like, I guess that was a good idea that <laughs> that I said, what the heck? To turned into something good. That's right? amazing, and, and don't you agree that it almost made
0: it more exciting that you never had never lived in Lithuania, you didn't know almost you know much about Lithuania.
2: Like, there's nothing, and then there's like less than nothing, and that's where I was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then it's literally just jumping in, like learning to swim. You know what I mean? And it, I, don't, I find that the the most fun way to 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 like uh, to to introduce yourself to a new country. You know, oh, I mean? for sure. like like not too much uh, research. Research, yeah.
2: And what the fun part about it is, that you guys know, the more you travel, you kind of like you get used to it. That's why I like to right. with my kids, or I'll take my students abroad, and a lot of them have never gone abroad before. So it's like seeing these things for the first time again, like seeing that like oh wow moment in their mm-hmm. eyes. You're like, this is awesome, for sure. You should try that food. Like I don't eat. I'm like just, just, just try it. And they have like oh my god, this is. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, re- I remember thinking that why does this beer smell like bacon? There's no way it could be good yeah <laughs> it's the most amazing thing ever you know it's
1: like the first the, fir- the first time trying a duna you know
2: <laughs> exactly
1: changes your life
2: you can't go back once you go back once you go once you go duna you can't go back it's like I gotta have one like every time even i'm only flying through and i got a few hours I'm like I-, I gotta go to town <laughs> gotta get a duna <laughs> out of the airport i gotta get when i come back Vice is also bitter it's like take the that's off.
1: awesome When, when in your, like, what time did you decide to take your, that, that passion for travel, uh, and share your experiences with others online through YouTube?
2: So people had asked me before, cause I've been traveling since high school and people like, you should write a blog, not, well, this is before blog. Like, did you ever write diaries? Yeah. not Really? And then what happened was when I was doing my PhD in the early two thousands, I remember visiting, I was visiting Italy and I got like a local guidebook, like the AA, like the AAA guidebook, the AA guidebook.
0: Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I remember those.
2: I'm like, oh this one, I mean, like I go through it, and, like the first town, they're saying, like, this place is great, it looks so awesome. I'm like, wait, you've got Padova, you've got Venice, you've got of Verona, and you're this is the first one you're listening, and it sounded fantastic. I'm like, all right, I'll go. And I had friends that lived there, and I showed them the passage about the about the place. They're like, wow, this place sounds great. We've never gone there. That should have been my first red flag. <laughs> Family has lived in that region for hundreds <laughs> of years. <laughs> Have never heard of it. Yeah, never heard of it. So I end up going there. I mean, like the 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 palace was closed. The square that was so nice is now a parking lot. I mean, it was just like I remember thinking because I was doing my PhD at the time, so you know I had more free time. I was seeing my buddies back in the U.S. I had, you know, like ten days of vacation a year. Yeah, all I could think was like, man, this is this isn't fair. Those people, like, there's people that maybe they only get to go to Europe once in their life. And their vacation, like their trip is ruined because somebody got paid off to say something nice about a town. Like, that's not right. Yeah. That was like the moment. I'm like, no, I got, I got to start doing stuff. And so that's when we started making, um, I started making some of my travel videos. Like, you know, what, when you go someplace, what to know before you go. And we tried a lot of different stuff, like, you know, top 10 sites, what not to do. And then we started doing these five love and hates. And that's when the thing started taking off because we were talking about the good and the bad. So it was a balance because. When I meet people like when I was living in Berlin or when I was living in Lisbon, I meet travelers that were there that were like really pissed off, like, oh, I had to pay for the bread and butter in Lisbon. This is the worst trip ever. I'm like, dude, it's bread and butter. <laughs> okay, like if they it's like if they would have known some of these little things beforehand,
1: absolutely it would have
2: been something that would ruin their vacation, you just would have been like, Oh, I gotta catch that. And so it turns from a bad to a good. And I was like, I want to help people do this. I want to make people travel better. So we started doing, you know, the five love and hates and culture shocks and the don'ts when you travel. And and so it was like a fun way to be honest about travel and then to help people get more out of their travel. Because again, like you're blessed. I'm blessed. We've been able to see the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if I can have one family, like go on a trip and have the best trip possible, it's their only trip abroad. I feel like I've won, you know? And so- that's what's really driven me, but I still remember that guidebook in Italy and how PO'd I was, and all I could think was my buddies. So my buddies were back in the U.S. You know, it was like late twenties, so like everybody's getting married. So all they're they're like, "Oh, my vacation time is going to weddings." I don't want yeah. vacation <laughs> my first, speaking so was late twenties. So now it's like, okay, now I got vacation time for myself, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want them. You know, think about it. You go to you go to a town overnight on a ten day vacation. That's two nights out of ten. So that's twenty percent of your vacation to some cruddy town because somebody you Know, got paid off or got a bonus, or just doesn't want to say anything bad about a place, so that really drove me to try to do better.
0: That's fantastic, uh, yeah. I completely agree because you know, especially if you live in the US, like you said, it's maybe the one their one trip to Europe, they've spent god knows how long saving up that one two thousand dollars. There's a lot going into this, and to be stuck in this tourist hotel that this one book told them to go to and stuck doing this one tour that gets com- just because it gets commissioned and they're missing all of the life of the of, of, of any given city, you know what I mean? Um,
1: uh, especially like when, when a lot of people will go somewhere and they'll book a hotel for five days and let's say like in Pisa, for example, where you don't need five days in Pisa, <laughs> you need like two hours. <laughs>
2: Half a day, yeah,
1: yeah exactly. So you think oh, we're gonna to go to Pisa and we're gonna spend time there because it's our only vacation, and then you realize after the fourth hour that you've kind of seen everything, <laughs> and then you're kind of screwed. So I think what you're doing is is fantastic and really noble. It's really cool. Thanks, man.
2: Yeah, oh, man. I, and that, that's that's one thing I like is like when you see things, you're like, thank you, because people are right, and like, on, we we were in, we just flew back from Dublin on Saturday, and we were like, there's like you know one restaurant open. And this guy like comes up and he's like he's like puts his mask on comes running up and he's like I'm like hey how are you? It's like good. He's like I just want to say thank you. We went to France. Your stuff really helped me out. We didn't get screwed over. That was awesome. Thanks. And then he like runs off.
1: That's awesome.
2: Cool. Great to hear. You know, it's like if we can help people, and that's why I like with your podcast. You're helping people know, hey, we're well, going to be living in Germany. Going to be here. Something to expect. Because a lot of times people think when they're going to live abroad, it's going to be vacation abroad, and I'm going to get. <laughs> You you hate Deutsche Telekom as much as I did when I lived there. Yeah. <laughs> Paying taxes suck and what is it, the Femeldung or something like that? I can't even remember. Anmeldung. You just got to register at the police office.
0: Yeah, yeah. Every time you move, yeah. um, yeah, And, and we try to do what, what you were talking about was mention the good and the bad, you know, not just make it seem like a big party, a big vacation and mention, you know, hey, in those first few months, there might be that kind of that expat loneliness you might have because you have no, you haven't made friends yet. Um, and you're off in your own uh, apartment or, and then we mentioned, Oh, please get, get a vega. So you at least are meetings, you know, so you, you want it, you want to mention the bad just to prepare them, not to scare them, but to like, so, so when they arrive, they already know, okay, I was expecting this, you know? So they're like mentally braced a yes. little bit
2: that helps with the depression that helps with the, like the loneliness. Cause you know, I mean, if you guys move there by yourself, you know how it was, mm. it's hard to get in. And then a lot of people, when they first get there, they're so interested in doing the tourist stuff that if like your neighbors ask you to do something, sometimes you pass it up. I always tell people, no, anybody asks you to do anything. Exactly. No matter how tired you are, how much yes. effort, you go out and do it because then they're like, Oh yeah, they'll want to do something because next time they won't ask you.
1: Exactly. That, that's 100% correct. And, and definitely goes with my experience as well, because when I first moved, I was in the, I mean, I moved there randomly anyway. So I was in that kind of yes, man attitude anyways. Yeah. And going to these random events, sometimes they were fun, sometimes they weren't, but at least I had a new experience and met people. And that, that I mean, that was huge, like absolutely
0: enormous. Sure. I mean, you don't want to miss that chance to establish that relationship. Cause like, yeah. like you said, Mark, if you do Especially with some Germans, then that chance is now gone. And maybe when you, yeah, forever. (laughs) (laughs) And now you live here. So, yeah.
2: Forget never again.
0: (laughs) Right. And then you wake up a year later and you're like, oh, yeah, I should have, I I should talk to him some more times. Like, nope, he's already written you off. So, uh, you know, yeah. good, Good luck next time. 100%. Now, as we mentioned at this point, we, we've I've lived here ten years. You've lived here eight years. Eight years. So it has been a long. I mean, I still vaguely remember it, but it's been a long time since we ourselves were tourists in Germany. So that's why we're very excited to have your your perspective because you lived here as well, but you've also traveled here as a tourist, um, I, uncountable amount of times, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so to, to set that up, what we would love to, if you can remember when you first either, I don't know if it was when you first moved here or when you traveled here, which one came first, but what were those first main culture shocks that hit you the most when you arrived in Germany?
2: Well, the first thing that almost hit me on my first trip to Germany was the Strassenbahn in Bremen. Um, I, was, oh <laughs> I was dating a German girl and she, she'd been an exchanged student in the U.S. and so I was visiting her and we're walking and going, you know, the square, it is Christmas markets and going. I'm like, Christmas, this is so cool. And I'm just walking, la, la, la. And I hear this, ding, ding, ding. Oh, no. La, la, I have no clue what's going on. I just remember her grabbing me and pulling me back. And Mrs. Rosenbaum just goes, Boom. And I'm like, Oh, man. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I was walking the Christmas market, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, going through the pedestrian street.
0: Right. What's a train doing here? Yeah.
2: But it was so fun. I mean, I laugh at it now, but I, I have an inside joke with in my family. Like, we can't go back to Bremen because I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> the Strassenbonds are going after me. That's just the way it
1: is. It is interesting city planning there.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I do, but I do remember that first time going there. Like there was that, and there was like I have a picture. The first time I had a bratwurst in Germany. So I'm like, well, I'm in Germany. I have to have a Bratwurst.
0: Of course.
2: You know, the first it was Bremen, so you had to have Bex, which I never drink in Germany except if I'm in Bremen. Fair. But they had that, you know, little Berliner Kindle when you're in Berlin's my my go-to. Um, but let's see what else. But I remember, like, walking around, and my, my hometown has a German historic district. It's all this red brick buildings and stuff. And oh, cool. Beautiful. Parts that weren't destroyed in the war. And I'm like, shoot, this looks like where I came from. <laughs> It was like, oh, duh, because your town was founded by northern Germans, and so they built the buildings that looked like that. So that was kind of like a nice connector for me, when I was like, oh, yeah, I, I see that there. So that was kind of neat, because um, I, I was, cause I started going to German in the mid-90s, so they still only had, like, longer Donnerstag, when there was, like, Thursday was the late shopping day that was open past five. Oh, God. Yeah, he's like, what the hell? I was like, what a horrible, horrible world. That's wild. Dude, I, I remember when they were building all the train stations in Germany on, or sorry, building all the malls on the train stations so that they could be open on Sundays.
1: Right. Yes.
2: Yeah. Cause there's like nothing going on. So I remember that. I, I just remember like my girlfriend was like, we got to go to the store now. I'm like, it's like four. <laughs> like what? what? She knew we have to go now. I'm like, but but why? It closes. I'm like, and my brain was like, you know, 24 hours US. I'm like, but the stores are Oh, like, oh <laughs> yeah they close. i'm like because i had gone i had had like uh one semester of german in college like to surprise her
0: oh nice cool oh,
2: i learned some german for you and she goes i just remember i, I like we get she gets a picture up from the airport we're driving in and i started speaking some german to her and she goes you sound like a jerk <laughs> okay then Friends <laughs> was like you learned german to speak to you and you did like they were all made fun of her because she was like so not nice about it <laughs>
0: I mean, f- fair enough. In the beginning, like you do not know the nuance or how to do humor or sarcasm at all. You know what I mean? Those The first few months, like, yeah, you, you sound very serious and directed to the point, you know,
2: um, That's how you learn it in school. It's like, <laughs>
1: I mean, I, l- luckily now, um, for anyone listening who thinks that stores close at 5, they're they they're open
0: later now, uh, luckily. Not too much later, but they're open later. But it's funny because we're complaining that they're closed on Sundays when you had an experience that was 10 times worse. Uh, <laughs> now, I-, I wonder, was it always annoying that things were closing so early or eventually... In a way, did you kind of appreciate it because maybe it gave you more time to, um, you know, I don't know, socialize or see the city or it was just always kind of like uh, something in your way?
2: Eh, I, I, after a while, you understand why why it doesn't. And you, you, you kind of adjust your schedule. I mean, I was I was used to the U.S. system where, you know, you get up and go to work at eight and you come home at seven at night. I'm like, well, how do people go shopping? Oh, they go on Sundays. I'm like, I guess when I was a kid, that's we go grocery shopping on Sundays. If right.
0: You- sure. Yeah,
2: I got gotcha. you it was it never it was always like it's like if you live in the southeast of the u.s some places have like sundays where you don't sell alcohol so you right. get stocked up on saturday just in case you know so it would be it would be have a lot of those things I'm like well i still have more room in my backpack to put more food in so i'm just going to buy more stuff get through just in case i oversleep or we're playing basketball i'm like oh i wanted to get some beers, so i can't it's closed so
0: yeah, you you have to pre- prepare more a lot. But like you said, over time, you just learn to do that, to to, to prepare. You know, you're like, okay, I'm going to be busy tomorrow. I might as well grab some stuff under the way to school or whatever, you know, just so that way you don't starve, especially when you're like... A-
1: we, we have talked about that, just like the the planning ahead factor of living in Germany, because there is there is not that 24-hour culture like in the States. I mean, we have... Here in Berlin, luckily, we have, we have the Spätis you know, but, you know, you, you can only get a certain amount of items there. So that is definitely... Something when you're a tourist or you live here, it's planning ahead, just like a little bit. Just, you
2: know, will he be hungry tomorrow?
1: Maybe, probably. Chances are, I'll be hungry.
2: And one thing I, I tell people, like, because a lot of people take their kids to Germany, and I'm like, you know what? Pick up some snacks. So you have, like, one, I'll say, like, throw some snacks in the kids' backpacks so you have something. But when you're going around, pick up some toot crackers or something. Like, just have something because kids are going to get hungry or thirsty at, you know, eight o'clock at night. And you're like, SOL, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like uh, have something because I remember we would go. Yeah, I might take my parents are all the time too. I'd be like, "All right, Dad's gonna get hungry, or thirsty." So I would have like a, you know a couple sodas and some snacks for him. Say, <laughs> it's like, let's go get. I'm like, Dad, we can go out. We can go get a beer if you want to go to the bar. Like, we can still do that and get a drink there. But if you want like some water, like here you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and that that's a great tip. So for your children or for your parents,
0: bring some snacks. <laughs> Exactly yourself you never know yeah yeah I, for everybody's got to, got a got fuel especially if you are got fuel if you're got to, <laughs> if you're touristing around you need that fuel you know and actually because I'm sure now you travel with your your children quite a bit um, what would you recommend to say there's a family uh, you know like a couples bring bringing their their kids along to, to to travel through Germany in terms of getting around from city to city would you recommend by what's the easiest for you is it by train is it by plane um,
2: here's my thing is driving on the autobahn if you're used to it it's fine but it's really intimidating for people that haven't driven on the autobahn before yes. you think you're going fast and that bmw goes
0: yeah a little stressful for some people
2: yeah so i usually tell people say just do the train just do the train and if you're going to stay like a lot of people just go to like bavaria I, you, know, you tell them get the Bayern ticket use the re and it's not just in bavaria it's all over you can go, you get the berlin t- whatever the yeah, you know, Hessen ticket or whatever. The regional ticket and then go explore. You have the kids. It's all one ticket. It saves yourself the time and the hassle. Kids can walk around on the train. You're not dealing with traffic and them yelling. That's my go-to. That's one of the things that makes Germany so easy for people to travel. The train system is so efficient and it goes everywhere. And it's, it's not, I mean, there's cheap ways to do it
1: yeah but it's, it's, not, it's definitely gotten more expensive actually since, since i moved here. Absolutely. Um, but, but also on, on that note, too, of bringing children, they can walk around a train, but now they also have uh, dedicated uh, wagons for children and families. So if you have young children who are three, two, four years old, there's actually like a place where you know you don't have to worry about your child being a little bit louder. they can kind of be themselves while you're traveling, which is kind of fantastic. And on the other side is also the quiet places, too, if you're into that, right.
2: I, I, I wish they would have had more of those when my kids were little when we were traveling. <laughs> yeah. Here, like it was like, you know, back in the day when you had an iPod, you didn't have right. an iPhone. So you're like, here, I I downloaded like three videos that takes up the entire phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we're talking iPod video, all right. Yeah, here,
2: the iPod touch.
1: Yeah, ooh, the iPod touch. Those and, are good. And maybe you had a game of centipedes and then that was it, right? Yeah. You know. Or Brick Breaker. I remember Brick Breaker on my original iPod.
2: Snake 2s. Snake 2. Snake two. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: Okay. So, uh, from a tourist perspective, what would you say has changed about your experience? Like every time you visit over the past uh, 10 or 90s, so 20 years, 30 years?
2: I would say for tourists, it's become a lot easier to interact with the Germans. Yeah. I would say when I first started going there, I mean, I would get harassed a lot because I didn't speak hardly any German. When I first got there, people would be like, speak German, you're in Germany. Speak German, you're in Germany. Mm-hmm. I never have that. I mean, I speak German. Now I really actually do speak German. And, and, and now like people don't, you don't have that issue. People are more open to like mm. international travelers. And I, a lot of my, a lot of our international travelers from you know China and South America, they have very few problems anymore traveling through as before. It would be like, hey, you know, you need to pay attention if you're going here or here. So Germany's gotten a lot more open, a lot easier to talk to people, a lot easier to meet people, too. Okay. Just to be, you know, you, the blinders were on. Now it's a little bit easier to, like, strike up a conversation. Like, oh, what are you eating? Oh, no, they'll, they'll talk back. So that's been a nice thing.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you, have you noticed just from, I don't know, you're kind of just watching, uh, people watching, have you noticed that um, tourists in general, maybe let's say American tourists, have um, – Gotten smarter over the years, you know, in in in, in terms of like their planning and research and all that kind of. Probably because the internet, I'm I'm assuming.
1: Internet's pretty helpful, Jeff. Yeah,
2: that's one thing that's great is the internet really has helped because back. I mean, I remember back in the day backpacking Europe with my brother in the '90s, and like we had the Lonely Planet Europe book. Right. Oh yeah. Three hotels, you know, and that's all you had, or you meet somebody like, "Hey, you just came from Lucerne? Where could I stay there? Oh, we stayed at this place, and then like."
0: Yeah, those are the best.
2: More, to get more stuff, but there's very few things. Now, you don't have people making as many mistakes because you really can find it. Like, not everything online, but you can find a lot, whether videos like ours or podcasts like yours. There, there's stuff that's out there. So if you want to be prepared, you can be. You know, so the people that want to be, like, I think the people that want to be prepared for travel are way more prepared now. And the people are like, screw it, I'll do it, whatever, whatever it goes. I can move up my phone and be like, hey, we're straight by here.
0: Yeah,
1: that's true.
2: Like restaurants.
1: I, I think... Google Maps has been one of the most incredible inventions for traveling. I just spent the last week in Florence and, you know, just trying to find a restaurant or, or a pharmacy or just anything and then looking at reviews and it just makes everything so easy. You can plan out your whole trip with like a few clicks on your phone mm-hmm. and it makes it just so, so incredibly easy as, as a tourist nowadays. Mostly when it comes to tourist attractions, when it comes to, you know, the cultural things, uh, obviously Google Maps is not going to help you out much. In that regard i mean
0: it'll list them it just won't tell you where you want to go you know? yeah. yeah exactly
2: That that's one thing is because you you have like the anthony bourdain's and the yeah you know it goes from europe and then you have the the guy fieri who does the diners drivers dives in the u.s i mean they do a great job of really promoting local restaurants around the country around the world or wherever and people go there but the thing is like i when i take students abroad they'll be like bourdain went to this town we would go to this restaurant and we all order the exact same thing he did and i'm like <laughs> You can ex- there's other restaurants there's <laughs> no no and they'll be so like fixed on it which is cool mm. now. but i'm like go and explore more because that's one of the big things we get people get mad at us like why don't you tell us what restaurants to go to i'm like well i tell you the food you should have when you're in like it's like oh go get the best curry verse in, in berlin well that's there's a lot of good curry verse places like
0: yeah it's very subjective
2: like you figured out you go explore because that's one of the things we want to do is i don't want to hold people's hand the whole way I want to teach them about travel so they can do the trip on their own. And it's kind of like me clapping from the distance. Good job.
1: For sure. And I think you kind of set yourself up for disappointment a lot too. I know I've done a few times where, you know, you hear about this restaurant. It's the best gelato. It's the best pizza. It's the best whatever. And you go there and it's, of course, it's really good, but nothing can ever live up to the best in your brain. Nothing ever, ever can ever. And so every time I've ever gone to these best places, I'm always disappointed, which isn't fair to the place. It's not fair to myself. So I, I like what you do like, here's some food you should eat, but find your own way because y- you are going to be disappointed no matter what. And then they're going to be mad at you too. So that's <laughs> you're covering your ass too. So
2: <laughs> there was a couple of times we had talked about some place and they like literally went out of business, like the next week and be like, how are you? That place has been closed for years. I'm like, the video is from 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that I can't like, go back in
1: time and change it. Like, and if if in, in ten years people listen to his podcast, it's like, wait, there's a COVID's back? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, like, people are asking us, like, in all our videos that are years and years old, well, why don't you have stuff about you know COVID or whatever? I'm like, like, look when it was published. <laughs> look at the date. Look at the date. It's like 2017. It's
1: 2015. Like this video is like 420p. You know, <laughs> exactly. Clearly, pretty old. That's pretty funny. Okay, so so yeah. So speaking of like as a tourist and, and Google Maps and culture, whatever, have you like what kind of quote unquote like ugly American behaviors have you seen that the average person or even maybe you know a seasoned traveler would not know would make a German cringe?
2: <sighs> Saying Aldi's all these it's funny i actually i was in uh, Fredericksburg, texas and i was put i put out together a video like ways to piss off german tourists in america nice it's like but it, it so it's like you know don't offer them uh what the the, the ham and cheese slices for breakfast like like because literally hoteliers in the u.s have asked us to please make a video talking to germans about breakfast in america oh yeah yeah bread and cheese and ham <laughs> thing. um so i guess in the reverse of that it's like after the pancake sorry for breakfast <laughs> uh, want, i would think the uh what what i i see this one i i don't understand tourists are like do they take u.s dollars i'm like uh
0: oh, yeah, yeah i have seen that once or twice i've and- seen
1: people actually angry like really mad at a restaurant because they want to take u.s dollars and it took like a lot for me not to just kind of rage out for a moment. <laughs> look,
2: look, look where you are, man. I think I think another one that gets people that's and this is one of the things is like when people say ugly American. I mean, back in the day, ugly American tourist was a thing. Now, if you speak English as a tourist, you're just associated as an ugly American. But I'm like, right, right. English is the de facto tourist language. So that's what everyone's going to speak. So if you're from Italy or Switzerland or China, you're going to speak English. But if you're speaking English, you're an ugly American.
0: So right. everybody's grouped together now.
2: Yeah, I think I think one thing loud. Just being loud, you know, it's it, sometimes it just gets like for Germans to so like, like public transportation, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's not, it's not Scandinavia quiet on. No,
1: no, it's not that bad. <laughs> I have to
2: talk like this to you. Yes. Can't be that loud. <laughs> that that's one thing I think would get them. What, one thing that I always find funny though, is Germans will get really upset. Like, you know, when you get off the S-Bahn or the, the train or whatever, it, all the Germans try to get on and off at the exact same time.
1: Yeah. It does happen.
2: And if you're a tourist, you do it. They, get, they like focus all their anger on you. Like, oh, tourists, don't you get out of the way? We're trying to get in our trains. I'm like, dude, why don't you let me get off the train first? And yeah. it's one of these things that I've actually, cause when I lived in Berlin, I lived by Haka Schemacht and, and Alexanderplatz. Oh, nice. And I go, and you see like the S and You just sit there and watch like the people getting so mad. And you see like a tourist with like a suitcase, like a big suitcase or something, trying to get off. And they're like, I just need to get out. And you're like, <laughs> just, like mad at them. I'm like, come on.
1: <laughs> I and mean, that that's my morning commute every morning. I, I, every time I, I have to switch out a station, I just get mad all the time. Every <laughs> single morning. Why are you standing on the left of the escalator? Please get to the right. You know?
2: Oh, that, that, that's instant piss off everybody everywhere. And Andy's pretty Guy, DC, man, people like just yell at you, like, get out of the way. <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs>
1: I've learned to just yell, uh, Ligs Gay Reste. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: and you see the sign that's up there, and you're like, that means. Get the hell out of <laughs> there! <it. laughs>
1: and then, of course, you miss a train. I just grumble like an, like an angry German. You don't actually, actually mad at anybody. You just kind of grumble to yourself and hope that they can, might be able to hear a little bit of it. That's kind of learned. That's, that's a German way.
2: I used to have to take the S5 out to um, Beesdorf. Oh, yeah, wow. And the thing was, was like it would, It was one of those times when they used to have it every 10 minutes, but at certain times during the day, it'd be only every 20. And so right. you go out to, like, Lichtenstein or Lichtenberg or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'd go up and Haka mark. There's the one escalator and I, my school was there. So I'm like going out and my people would be black. I'm like, no, it's right there. Come on. Can you get out of the way? And they just, <laughs> <laughs> <Duffy>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, D-d-d-d-d. I'm like, I am like i you you see it close. I mean, you know, you can't get out, and you just, you just feel your heart fall. Yes, <laughs> and, absolutely. Yeah. And then they get out and they're like, I don't know which way to go. And it like takes all your effort not to send them on a train the wrong way. <laughs> Oh.
1: <laughs> it's just this is like the universal human experience of trains
2: exactly that's why we all just understand train stations yeah absolutely yeah i
0: i, I would just say you uh, like a little tip people just just don't be too worried to ask a german which train is the right direction because i've seen so many times clearly tourists kind of looking around and i hear them talking out loud to their partner and they're like yeah yeah alexander is this way and i see them clearly going on you know, I don't know where they're going. They're going over to like um, Spandau or something. And I'll actually run over and be like, sorry, I didn't mean to eavesdrop, but you're going in the complete wrong direction. (laughs) So it's like, guys, please don't worry. Germans will not hate you if you just ask, hey, is this this direction?
1: Mark, I I know in one of your videos, you mentioned that um, about the Americans. We have this uh, perception that Germans are cold and mean and rude. And I love one of your videos. You mentioned like they're not, they're actually super friendly. And Mm if you ask them they'll answer and uh, and they're very warm. And uh, I'm really happy you said that because I we try to drive that point home a lot too, that that stereotype, I mean, yeah, they're honest and they're very straightforward, but very, very nice and very warm.
2: Yeah, I mean, you have a German, if you have a German friend, you have a German friend for life.
1: Absolutely. It takes a bit to break that shell, yeah, but yeah. when a shell is broken, <laughs> takes some work.
2: They got the hard candy shell, but once you get through there.
1: The, the gooey center, yeah, gooey chocolate center. 100%. Who will be a great friend if you look if you dress dumb? They'll say, "Hey, you look stupid today." Hey, thanks, friend. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, hey, you, you don't you don't have to worry about them holding back. No. Yes, you know, so I, I had one friend. He's like, you know, he's, he looks at me when I was wearing. He's like, you know, schwarz macht schlank. You know, black makes you look thin, and I'm wearing brown. I'm like, yeah, brown macht dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and you do look fat. I'm like. like <laughs> <laughs> It was one of those things. Like he was just trying to be like, maybe you should dress in black because it's like eh, oh, ain't no help in this fat man."
1: <laughs> that that's that's such a great uh, story. Just epitomizes like a German friendship right there. It's perfect, <laughs> dead on.
0: As we're kind of enter entering en, sorry entering, can you enter the end of something? No, Ent- as, as we're nearing e- the there. That's the
2: you correct can enter the zone. end
0: zone. As we appro- as if we we're approaching a station in a mm. train, the end. This is the end station. Really quick, can you can you mention uh, a gr- a German city that maybe you've visited in the past few years that is not the standard on everybody's list? You know, maybe something new that somebody could try while they're in, and not your standard Munichs and Berlin, Berlin, Hamburg,
1: Frankfurt. Yeah,
2: I think for me, the the hots Mountains. Ah, mm.
0: uh, yeah.
2: Those are really good because Vinegareda and Krettenberg were on the east side, and they but they didn't get destroyed during the war, right? right? And they weren't like made like East Germany, like with the ugly buildings. So it's actually really beautiful to go.
0: Yeah, gorgeous. It's it's
1: absolutely amazing there. When I when I went to for the first time, I I asked my girlfriend a few times like, wait, this we're in the east, right? So like, yeah, we're in the east, but this doesn't look like the east. It's it's very very different. Yeah,
2: exactly. So that, that's one thing I always tell people. But, nice. It's like just German tourists that go there. Goslar will get some international tourists because there's a train from Hanover that's pretty easy. Okay. And a lot of times the fact that it doesn't have an ICE that goes through there scares off people. Oh. Oh. Um, and then another place, I always recommend Bombeg in, in, in Franken in Bavaria. That's another good one for the the, the white sausages and the the beer, the smoked beer. That's a good one. One of the prettiest town halls. In Germany, when you come into the city, you can see the part that was destroyed, but then you can see how like the older parts as you go, it's like, oh, this is from 500 years ago. This is from 300 years ago. This is from 200 years ago.
1: That's super cool.
2: Which is weird because there was a U.S. base by there, but there's hardly any U.S. tourists were going there. And so every time I've gone, it was like me, and my mom, and all old German tourists. <laughs> okay. Which is kind of nice. And Sandals, yeah. of course.
0: <laughs> and they're brick and stock, you know. Oh, it's gotta be Birkenstock.
1: I mean, that's not even a question, Jeff. Put the <laughs> it's a look,
2: and no shame at all with it. No shame at all.
1: Well, there's, there's, yeah, there, there's no one in the world more confident than a German walking around in socks and sandals. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that confidence. I don't. I
0: don't. I got, I got to cover my feet.
2: That's a, that's a fashion thing. I just can't do.
0: Nope. Oh, but Mark, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really fun. And I, and I, I know our listeners have gained a lot of good nuggets of, I think of, so. of, of travel uh, tips there that'll help them. I mean, I, I did too. And I live here. So I, I got some good tips as well. So that's nice.
2: I appreciate the invitation.
0: Lovely. But yeah, let, let's hope we all get a control over this pandemic someday. And all of you can travel and use these tips and come visit Germany because it is a very fun place to visit. It's the best. Thank you, Mark, again for coming. It's been great.
2: Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Alex. Y'all have a good one. You too. too. Cheers.
0: Hey, it was, it was fun to finally get uh, Mr. Walter World himself on. Mr. Walter, Walter World. Walter, sorry, Walter's World himself. Of of uh,
1: uh, Vacation, Wally's World. Yeah, cause
0: I, and I think we mentioned it during the interview that um, I watched those video, videos for fun back in the day and still now, like I, I started when I first moved here at the point he'd been going like a few years, and you know, I've, I've always been checking out, um, especially as this uh, German related video super interesting and fun to watch. So,
1: yeah, that's pretty cool that Yeah, you, you just like met someone who you watched before, kind of helped you with your experience moving,
0: exactly. And now we're kind of paying it forward, uh, you know, with you guys, with our listeners. So, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, again, th- thanks so much to Mark, that was fun. I, I, I like, I like. If you're listening right now, Mark, I like you a lot. You're a nice guy, Re- like really nice and really generous. And um, with his information, you know what I mean. And you, oh yeah. And you can see even after uh, what is it now, twelve years, like he has not lost his passion for any of this. You know, oh yeah. For, no, for no, travel no. or for Germany or for for any of it. So um, it's 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 fun to see. Okay? Yeah, it's very
1: fun to see. What else is fun to see, Jeff? Is uh, whiskey in my mouth. Whiskey in your mouth specifically. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. So, Again, this is the uh, the don't, don't 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 rush it, Jeff. It's oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the Jameson Black Barrel. Charred for rich, smooth chase, chase taste. It's a triple distilled said Irish chase twice. I know. Like you went to correct yourself and just said the same word. That's all right. <laughs> it's a triple distilled uh, Irish whiskey. And should we read the back? If it's if it's interesting, well, I guess I'll find out. Okay. This is sorry. It's very dark bottle. This is a tribute to the legacy of charring barrels before
0: filling them. Our coppers. Coopers, Coopers. now. Coopers are the people who uh, build uh, the the whiskey barrels. Oh, our Coopers called it
1: "quote bringing the wood back to life." Black Barrel features double charred bourbon barrels that deliver unique spiciness, vanilla sweetness, and nutty notes. There's a the spiciness you are talking about, Jeff. So look at that. Your palate is dead. On. I definitely taste that nuttiness for sure. No, you <laughs> I, I think you're you're pretty nutty, Jeff. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. I mean lovely it's an eight wow okay that's that's the review uh no I I, I like it you, you, you definitely taste the um that spiciness. It's got a really nice aftertaste, and it has that also like that still that kind of Jameson signature flavor yeah. to it, yeah, that, that, but with a
0: little bit extra. Yeah, and that's sm- like it sounds weird to say, it's also smooth, but it ha- you can still taste that Jameson triple distilled smoothness. Yeah, it's but weird mixed with a little like I can't really say exactly where it is in the when you're in the sip, but like somewhere in the beginning or the end, there's this kick of the, <laughs> of the spiciness that comes in. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I just find it incredible how consistent Jameson is, even between their different types of whiskey it's still you can still tell to jameson
0: yeah for whatever I, reason i find it how uh, funny how consistent james is with sending us amazing bottles of whiskey that's thank, also true. thank you again james Thanks again james i mean how many good nights have we had because of james uh, like james, somebody we've never met so thank james you very responsible much responsible
1: for yeah. so many nice wednesdays yeah um by the way i'm gonna go eight and a half so whoa there's my review okay all
0: right because eight and a half, or are you trying to one up me i'm just trying to one up you oh, that's fine i like it more <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever done like an eight point six or seven i think i did it like a 8.3
1: or something once Mm. and i'll bring it back i'll bring it back maybe next week we'll see
0: anyways um yeah we're done Uh, we are. We had a good interview, and um, now we're gonna go finish this delightful whiskey whole bottle and talk about how awful we thought our performances were. No, no, just joking. No, we we always have what we call the post game wrap up after an, an episode. Just kind of we kind of reminisce. Like, hey, was that good? Was that bad? Oh, I liked when you did this. When I like that. What can we do differently? You know, like um, it's yeah. It's like it's like literally like at the end of a football game. That's true. Sure, like, that's what we're doing. God damn it! My defense sucked that time or whatever. <laughs> you don't watch football. Yeah. <laughs> There's no point. Have you ever watched? game interviews football yeah of course they say the goddamn same thing every time of, oh yeah yeah man team was good we fought hard we, uh, we played a know. really good
1: team but uh, you know we, we, we can improve on this and uh, we're, we're just looking forward to next week anyways everyone thanks for listening check out the website you know I mentioned that before send
0: us in, in those stories um, you know and yeah be safe in this the de- de- December December months cause yes you're, please be safe you're gonna to cold. be cold I know so and uh, so just um, be out. safe uh, and uh, you know Stay away from those, you know, uh, COVID variants. Oh my god, Jeff, so, let's just so, <laughs> we're there. end the episode. But this is what happens. We ramble. Be safe, be healthy.
1: Uh, no, that's not that's it. That's not even it. That's not even, fucking it.
0: Stay. stay
1: Stay safe, stay um, healthy. Uh, and, every, and you know, number one is uh, stay thirsty. <laughs> Some Jameson talk right now. Can't talk. Cheers. <laughs> it was a Jameson game. Oh.